everyone. I am here today with Mr. William Mass. Oh, this man does everything. I don't know how he does all the things he does, but he has now pursued starting a comic book. So we're here today to talk about his newest opportunity. But let me give you a little bit of background about Mr. Matt. But first, sir, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, how you doing? And uh, thanks for having me. Ooh, okay. So, y'all, William Matt is a author, a game designer, and a technologist. He makes award-winning games, writes informational books, and invents advanced technologies. Will is a creative and enjoys telling stories and sharing information. His mission in life is to help people win by encouraging collaboration, communication, and compassion. That's what I like to hear. So, oh my goodness. So you do a lot of different things. So how did you decide to be a <laughs> game designer, a technologist, and an author? So I guess the first thing is that I got my first computer when I was seven. I was one of those kids who knew Bill Gates or who he was. I didn't know him, but I knew who he was. And I've been writing programs of some sort since I was seven years old. So I've I've had a very long, deep love for computing. I've I've named my computers over the years. I'm one of those types of people. And yeah. <clears throat> one of the first games I actually one of the first programs I wrote once I really learned how to code was a game when I was seven. It was a it was a really cheesy, really cheesy paddle game that I wrote. And then as I got older, I actually started building games on paper. And so I would actually use like notebook paper and it was like command and conquer except on paper. And that was when I was in middle school. <laughs> so it's always been in my spirit to to build games and part of that is storytelling. So what was the name of your first game? Oh, the, the cheesy paddle ball thing had no name at all. And then the, the game on paper, it was just called War. Like you had different, you know, weapons. You had a terrain that you would sketch out on a map. And then it was turn-based and you had to move around on the map and show where you were moving. And it was it was fun. I had kids in school playing it, you know, with me. And we would spend lunchtime playing War. And it was, it was fun. And I enjoyed it. Now, I'm going to ask a question you may find to be offensive. What was the first coding language that you use because <laughs> that's how we date ourselves by telling coding see, language. <laughs> see. so the, the first one I, it was gw basic Ooh. i had a trs trash 80 from radio shack okay. and i have dated myself you can do the you can do the math at this point so, so, wait, <laughs> so there you go radio shack doesn't exist anymore right <laughs> <laughs> You can't even buy batteries from Radio Shack anymore because they're not around. Wow. So as you, yeah. as you progressed and learned how to code <laughs> and learned new things, you were saying you named your computers. What's the sexiest name yeah. you gave your machine? Oh, she was called Veronica. Veronica yeah. C? I knew it was a girl. <laughs> I knew it, y'all. I could tell. So... Um. Veronica. So you typically name your computers after women or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would give them a custom paint job, too. I, I, yeah. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is, this is informative. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you've written all these, you've written games, you, you work in technology. At one point in time, you probably were employed by someone. What 
mm-hmm. made you begin to follow your path of your passions for yourself? What was your fuck it moment where you're just like, you know what? I'm going to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I said, when I was a kid, I would I would get PC Magazine and I would put them under my pillow and Gates would be on the cover. And so when I was a kid, I wanted to be him. Like I, I wanted to be Bill Gates. And so it, being an entrepreneur and owning my own company was something that was planted as a very small seed earlier on. And then I worked for a telecommunications company and I hated it. Like we couldn't make personal phone calls on our own cell phones in the place. And so there came a day where I, I texted a friend of mine and I was like, I want to stab myself in the eye. <laughs> and then this was this was like six months oh, before I got married. And I said, fuck it. And so I started my started my second company with a business partner, with another woman. And from there, the rest is kind of history. It's it's we've done some big projects. I've spoken around the world, a couple of patents here and there. I led an all girls team. To, to win a congressional app challenge for a game a couple of years ago. And so we're, we're kind of, it's, it's a lot of stuff. I've done a bunch of stuff and, and it's kind of crazy. Wow. <laughs> well, now I'm going to harass you for a second because okay. you're here today to talk about a comic book that you recently created under your own imprint, Asterix Comics. And your comic book is, I mean, y'all, I got to just like the graphic on this is so cute. It is a woman of color, and the name of your comic is called Antidote. Yeah, yeah. Tell the listeners a little bit about her. Yeah, yeah. Marty is a little bit of a badass. So I've had the characters. uh, There's two contemporaries in the comic. Martinique Danes, who is a journalist by day. And really, she is a true social justice warrior, if you wanted to call one. She actually stands in the way when women need avengement where other institutions just don't fall into place. And so two contemporaries, uh, Martinique Danes and Jessica Gray, they kind of they work on two different sides of the spectrum, but they, all, they both have this mentality that, you know, sometimes doing the right thing requires the wrong actions. <laughs> oh, okay. And so, and so they, they are anti-heroines. Like, like ultimately they want the good result, but sometimes the institutions just don't work. <laughs> And they have to step in and do things themselves. Wow. Okay. So you have written a badass female-based comic. How can women know that they can trust you, that you did the woman justice? Or, you know, how can we trust you in this this climate right now of, you know, men, you know, over-sexualizing women and things of that nature? Right. Right. So, uh, oh, man, this, is, this, this might be sound a little personal, but... So I, I kind of grew up around badass women, like okay. like like I did. Like my grandmother had a master's degree, taught school. She she was the breadwinner in my family, and I like I had my my father and my mother still together, and my grandparents still together. And like I I've been surrounded by really strong women who have really strong personalities, and. I credit my aunts for a lot of my sex talk too. <laughs> so I got a, so I got a lot of that. Like I, like I just hung around a bunch of women who just, you know, were pretty badass. They were bad bitches. And so, okay. you know, with with the comic, you know, I kind of wanted to showcase a light on bad bitchery. 
Like my my wife is a bad bitch, you know, and and that's kind of that's kind of like how it plays. Okay. And so for okay. and for the comic itself, we've gone back and forth. Like like I change lines, like I, just to be straight up with you. Like like does that okay. would that be something that sounds right coming from this voice? And the the comic not only has strong women characters, but it is an LGBTQ element in the in the comic as well. And so I I sent it out for test reading. Like I, I got the comic test read by people from, right. you know, alternate backgrounds, different lifestyles to make sure I got that I got it right. And so I think that, you know, people who actually enjoy good storytelling, it's, this is also a DC comic. Like this is you will see recognizable landmarks in this comic. You know, we took time. We took time to get the jumbo slice in, in Adams Morgan wow. right, you know, and so and so it is a DC comic, and and I'm hoping that we can explore the culture that you see in DC as well. Nice. So you made Washington DC the home base of the the the, the comic. Is this where home is for you? I, I'm actually a country kid from Virginia, one stoplight. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm from the eastern shore of Virginia, but um, I've been a bunch of places and I've traveled a bunch of places. And D.C., D.C. is a great town. People are always inventing themselves in D.C. And mm-hmm. my my wife, she my wife is southeast D.C., Rayful <laughs> Evans era. So there you, I can date myself again. And, you know, it's. She said this like it's the place where power, politics, and pussy kind of collide, and you know okay. it's a it's it's a great town. So I wanted I wanted this to be a DC comic. Now, so you do all these things. Are you also the artist and illustrator? Like you just you do all of these Ooh. creative things. So talk about the team that's working on this with you. He said no, no. I am I I am a writer. <laughs> I do a lot of writing. So the my collaborators for illustration are my collaborators from the game development that that we've developed. So um, if you've if you played Cupcake Diva back in the day or Silly Spooky Spirits, a lot of that stuff, you you will recognize some of the design sense. But we spent a lot of time getting skin tone features right, right. <laughs> and so. So I'm hoping that when you really start seeing some of the pages and seeing some of the faces that, you know, it, it is an illustration, but, you know, we spent actual time in, in trying to get the features uh, correct. Now, who's your target audience for this project? I would like to think people who enjoy storytelling. This this okay. first issue is a little bit espionage. There's some sex involved. And, you know, there's, there's shenanigans involved as well. Yay! And, yeah, yeah, and so, <laughs> and so, like, if you if you're enjoying like how deep the rabbit hole goes, you know, if if you've seen any of the trash that's been on DC politics back in the day, from you know the blue dress, <laughs> you know, yeah. you you will enjoy this comic. Okay, okay, so we got some adult material. It, okay, it is an adult. It is it is an adult comic. Like it's it's okay. not intended for a younger audience. There's a vibrator in one of the panels. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So fair enough. So for the parents listening, this um, is a female empowerment 
comic. However, not for under 18, we would recommend. Uh, yes, there you go. That's fair enough to say. All Se- right. I'm going to put it's, it's 17 plus that we're putting in comicsology. Okay. So. <laughs> 17 plus. Okay. Wow. So I'm just sitting here like, I to, to be honest with you, so um, I got a sneak peek of the comic. Um, I saw a couple pages and the artistry is beautiful. And I'm a comic book nerd. Like, this is my jam. Um, I really think that the character is, from what I've seen, very well flushed out. And it's very interesting that you have decided to, you, you, I want you to tell the listeners about how you decided on your launch date and how you're going to premiere this comic for release. Yeah, so <clears throat> we were originally targeting BlurredCon to actually release. And New Comic Book Day, because we're, we're now past Wednesday this, this month, is August 4th. So we will be printing BlurredCon Special Edition comics. And, you know, we got permission to use BlurredCon, you know, logo and iconic, iconography in, in the comic for the special edition. So it is indeed a special edition. And if you mm-hmm. get that comic, the cover is 80-pound yeah. matte paper. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really nice. Like, it's going to be really nice. So it's a real true collectible. It Very is. Nice. And it's a limited run. Um, and once we're okay. done printing them, we're not going to print any more of those. Um, so we, we plan to announce at BlurCon next weekend. And we will have a promo comic that will have the first eight pages in the comic, as well as the back cover, which is something special. And if you're at BlurCon, no. you may recognize the something special if you've been to a couple BlurCons. And so it'll be available okay. for you know real purchase on August 4th, but um, pre-order will start at BlurCon. And, well, so you're going to be at BlurCon, I take it. You yes. have always been a huge part of the BlurCon community, and we thank you for your work. Because if you guys are listening and you've attended BlurCon, he's developed our app that got us and navigated us through <laughs> Con. You have been a huge sponsor for many of the events because I remember that's the first time I saw Cupcake Diva. And, you know, so, you know, the work that you've done and the things that you're doing for our community are appreciated. So thank you. No, thank you. I'm, I just, I, this is, I enjoy this stuff. I run on magic at BlurCon. BlurCon is absolute magic. Like you'll be exhausted, and then you see one of your favorite characters from your childhood, and just lose. Yep. So. Yep. And this will be our first con in a year and some change. Oh so, man, it's it's, it's, it's kind of weird. It's gonna be a little different, you know, high fiving people from across the room. Like, how does this work? But we're gonna make it work. We'll make it do what it do. If you guys will, if any of our listeners will be attending BlurCon. We ask that you stop by, say hello, introduce yourself to Will. He's extremely friendly. And, um, you know, just talk to him about his comic. Let's talk about what we can do to promote this in our community. Let people find out what's going on with it. So I do have a couple other questions for you unrelated to the comic. Because Uh you do a lot of stuff. (laughs) I'm just saying, you do a lot of stuff. What are you doing to take care of yourself? Like, what is your thing? Uh, Like, when you need to relax at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, like, like for real, for real, for real, I just kind of veg out and read like, like for real, for real. Like if it's just, if it is just me. Also, I take long walks. And and when I say long walks, I mean like two hour long, four, four mile, (laughs) four mile walks. And 
You, really? I come up with a lot of ideas when I don't have headphones and I'm in nature. Like I, I just get a kick out of looking at the leaves, looking at the trees, looking at how, I don't know, the, the tech side, the structure <laughs> of the elements that are around me and just, and just being appreciative of it. Um, the, the other thing, I will, I will admit this on camera. I admitted it today. Like I, I have, I've been therapy now. Like, <laughs> like 2019 and 2020 were very challenging years for me. A number of different things went on with the company and all kinds of stuff. And so I needed a, a step back for a perspective. I, I was going and going and going and going all the time. And, you know, I've started living more in the moment now. And I've been able to shift my perspective, you know, really thanks to therapy. So I will I will openly admit that. Well, we here at Fabulous Faculty are huge champions of therapy. <laughs> so I'm excited that you are doing the things that you need to do to take care of yourself and and still create amazing products for the world to absorb and participate in. So thank you for this. Like this is such a cool project and as soon as it drops i will have all that information on the fabulous fuckery website and on social media where can we find you online what else would you like us to know (laughs) i'm getting so i'm getting better at the online thing i even though even though i work in this field i don't have the best online presence at all Because I mean, even you pulled me up. It was like, look, I think you talked about you talked trash about me on Instagram about reaching out <laughs> to people because I was like, I like, look, I don't know what this link is. It's like, what is this? And you, you said something like, yo, use that email address instead of social uh, networking. No, because you DM me, so I'm gonna tell you. So guys, <laughs> DMing is the worst way to get in contact with me. Like that's how we start the conversation. Are you in? I'm in. Then I, I dropped the email, like, bam. So I sent him my link to my scheduling tool. And he's like, how do I know this isn't a bot? And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's my scheduling tool. Like, this is how I get all the information. We go to the next level. So, yeah, no, I'm horrible about DMs, bad people living DMs. <laughs> and now I'm at Instagram. They're doing something where sometimes my DMs will clear out the next day. So I'll oh, go wow. to log back in and say, oh, yeah, I was talking to somebody about something. And then it's like, damn, it's gone. So if you put it in my inbox, it gives me accountability. I have to respond. It may take me a day or two, but I'm going to respond. We got this scheduled fairly quickly. You're a very busy man. I'm a busy man. <laughs> We're going to get this together. But yeah, he just called me out. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like, I'm like, listen. Mm, talk, you talk trash I didn't about talk trash about you. I just said, hey, send me a pitch. What is this? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then also because you're not very chatty on social, I'm like, is this really Will? Who the hell? Let me call. Let me call his wife. Who the hell? I, I am, for a technology guy, I am very much in person. I, I am very much a people person when it comes to that stuff. And I'm like, uh, I yeah. And so, and so, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to reach me, will at willmap.com is probably the best electronic channel to reach me at if you want to, if you want to hit me up. Okay. And I do have. I do have the social networking handles. I got Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, but I'm rarely on Facebook at all today. <laughs> Facebook has changed. It's not as fun as it used to be when we first. No. It just no longer holds the allure for me. 
But no, but no, I first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for allowing me to talk to you about this comic. I am excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I see, I want to get my copy and get my hands on it when it's ready for comic book day. Um, now for yes, comic ma'am. book day, when they purchase it, or is it somewhere locally in the DC area where people can pick it up? So, so right now we are work. If if you're, I can't, you can't say where. Uh, I can't. But but right now, if you are in the DC. Annapolis area, we are working with those comic book shops. And if you buy comics there, you know which ones I'm talking about to get Antidote in there. We've we've been at this now for several months. Like it, if you want to talk about the process, Antidote mm-hmm. started as a concept last year. And the way it started is I was in a Facebook group. <laughs> I was in a Facebook group. And this was around Gamergate, if people remember that, and how one of the journalists mm. um, who writes video games, she got doxxed. And I was in this group, and this group is, is a bunch of bunch of women in there, and she was like, you know, who's looking out for us? You know, like, who's doxxing the dudes who are doxxing other people? Like, no one, no one is calling them out. And so, you know, I had these characters in my head, and it started to really coalesce, and I was like, I can do something with that the character now. Like I have the actual crystallized idea. And, and so then nice. I we went out and did uh, character sketches. We did some character studies on what Antidote will look like. You know, what's her skin tone? What's her body style? What kind of clothes does she wear? We're coming up with, and you know, one of my friends is really into colognes and perfumes. That's That's what he does. And so we're trying to figure out what kind of perfume does antidote actually wear you know and so we're the, oh, so we this are is already deep. in market well no so this is this is all the character this is all <laughs> this is all the character development if you know what antidote smells like then you can put that on a bottle and I, <laughs> you know marvel has the spider-man c- cologne for a little bit so mm-hmm. you know think you know asterisk comics presents antidote antidote i but I don't know, like, I feel like I was going to melt when I sprayed myself with it, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what are we doing? What, are we, what, what happened to me? But no, I am so excited for this for you. What you, like I said, what you've done for the Black community to realize that they can be geeky, that they they can be gamers. You know, they can, now you're writing a comic book. You've already written a book. I mean, well, several books. So for you to do this is amazing. Thank you for sharing your information about your imprint. And again, we can find you at will at willmap.com. All right, guys. Well, we will see you at BlurredCon on July the 16th. Is that next It starts July 16th. Next week? Yes. Next Next week. Next week. I'm sorry, guys. I just zoned off on (laughs) it. It's next week. (laughs) So I will see you next week. Awesome. I will see you there, too. It's going to be great. All right. And for everyone listening, you can find out more about BlurredCon on www.blurredcon.com. There'll be a link to the event in my on my website and on my social media. If you're stopping by, please say hello. I am doing a panel, actually a couple panels, but one panel for Fandom to Stardom and one panel for Blurred Mom 101 on Saturday. We're going to be working between 1 and 3 p.m. Oh, wow. So. Hope to see you all soon. Awesome. Yeah, oh, wow, is right. <laughs> but thank you. No, thank you. I really appreciate it, seriously. 
All right. Well, let's do this, and we will see you guys at BlurCon.